Are you here by choice, or did you find yourself in this business by accident? Has their dream become your dream too? Today on the program, my friend Kelly Weatherby tells how she found her voice in a world she never expected to be in, a world that has always been dominated by men. It's Driving Change from ATI. I'm Jeff Berman. This podcast was created to improve our members' experience and further assist with their growth. My hope is that you'll find the stories you hear from fellow shop owners relatable to where you are, where you were, or where you want to be, ultimately inspiring you to take that next necessary step. You'll be hearing how others fought the same fight and what they did to get through it and come out better on the other side. Tune in each week for another inspiring story to drive change in your shop. So today I'm here, I'm so excited to say, with Kelly Weatherby from Accurate Automotive in Mesa, Arizona. So let me tell you a little bit about Kelly before we get started here. Um, And there's a lot to say, I'm gonna try to say it quick. Kelly had five brothers growing up, one of which, her baby brother, had Down syndrome. And this inspired her to go to college and study special ed. So in 1980, she mastered in, uh, or her major was special ed, and her minor, uh, she decided to go into accounting. Now during all this, uh, our friend Lee Weatherby, your future husband, uh, what did he do? He He pointed to you one day in the hallway and said to his friend, what? That's the girl I'm gonna marry. That's the girl I'm gonna marry. Did he know you at the time? Didn't know me at all. Wow. Did it work? (laughs) We're married for 33 years. So in high school, this happened, and you went to college. Did he go to college with you, by the way? Did you go to the same school? He went to a different school. Different school. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so we had a long-distance relationship. Well, it was in the same town. You know, proximity wasn't too far away. Got it, got it. I missed that factor. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So he's courting you for six years over this period of time. And um, what you discovered during your tenure in college is that you really didn't see the special ed thing happening for you back then in the early 80s. It's not what it is now. And I think that some of the stuff, the practices they were doing scared you and you, you couldn't see yourself doing that. So you decided to go down this accounting road and you ended up working for a landscape contractor after college. And what we'll find later is that the skills that you learned in landscaping or in the landscaping business really served you well when you came to work for the shop. Um, scheduling, parts handling, workflow, inventory, and I'm sure there's other things you could probably add to that, but um, it certainly groomed you for what was to come. Um, so after six years of, of wearing you out, your future husband talked you into marrying him in August of 1985. And if I understood you correctly, um, because anyone listening knows Lee knows that he's he's a man that's not he certainly is not short on surprises let's put it that way (laughs) so one day he came home and said what to you we're doing what moving to arizona california we're done with you we're out of here (laughs) we're going to arizona and being the wonderful supportive wife you are you said okay let's do it it." so we packed up the kids and off we went didn't know where we're going or what we were going to do but lee said i'm a mechanic i'll find a job and here we go and certainly he did, and um, he started working at a Honda dealer, spent two and a half years there, and guess what he did one more time? Surprised you again, didn't he? 
Yes, he did. Every, he, just about every day time. since then. <laughs> hey, babe, I'm not working at the dealership anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> so here we go. What are we going to do? And he, what do you, he rented a, a bay from a friend of his and yes. decided he's going to do this on his own, right? Yep. And that's where really Accurate Automotive got its start. And after, I think that was in 1993. And after several years of that, 1999, that one bay just wasn't big enough anymore. Yeah, we, and we grew and we were ready to do this on our own so we really took the plunge bought a piece of dirt and, and the building was already there right you building was it. already there we jumped into the deep end eight bay garage yeah. right out of the gate huh right, right out of the gate hell if you're gonna take a risk <laughs> might as well take a risk right well, you know lee <laughs> well he had several entrepreneurial seizures along the way it sounds like and uh so in 1999 we realized that dream and now we're in a building and and through this process, uh, one day I assume Lee said to you, hey, you know, I need your help, Kelly. Yeah. And you started coming that. in and, and being the supportive wife that you've always been and said, sure, I'll answer the phone and sure, I'll, I'll balance the books and sure, I'll do all these things that's too hard for you to do because you're a mechanic who owns a business. And, and um, when you moved into the, the new building, I think that you had found your legs a bit more and you were, you were ready to take all this challenge along with him. Is that true? I was excited for the for the challenge. I I am, uh, you know, crazy enough, just crazy enough to go along with Lee's crazy ideas. Yeah. He found the right girl and going along with the crazy ideas. Well, he knew what he wanted from the beginning, didn't he? <laughs> Probably that day when he looked at you and talked to his friend and someone to marry, he was also thinking she she's going to be my partner. We're going to make a lot of money. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Lee, I wouldn't be surprised. That's probably true. So that all said, uh, you know, what Kelly's going to share with us today is, you know, I, I think a lot of, of automotive businesses are certainly family, maybe not husband and wife, but, you know, father and son or, you know, brothers or, you know, and there's partnerships there, you know, legally as well and sometimes not so legally. And the, the challenges with, with staff, period, is hard enough, but then you add the family dynamic to that. Oh, my God. So what we're going to hear from Kelly today is, I think, probably a story a lot of us are going to relate to about how very slowly you end up being somewhere you never expected and, you know, what that really is like. And looking back, you know, are there regrets? Was this the right move? Am I happy where I ended up? Is, is this the world I expected myself to be in? And, and how did I find my voice through it all? So... Kelly, that being said, um, I'm going to leave it up to you. All right. Take us away. Well, like we had discussed previously, you know, I was a mother first and foremost. And my husband had a dream in the, you know, with the being a business owner, and his skill happened to be fixing cars. And so how it came that the tricky point was how I came from being the full-time mom rocking my babies <laughs> and you know working in the schools and that kind of thing to being a co-owner with my husband how, from the how long were you home well with I, the kids we were married we had our first child in 87 so we were okay. married from 85 to 87 and then our second child in 89 and then we moved here in 90 
So okay. Corbin was very little when we moved. Our second, our so you son. were home with him back in California, yes. and then even Full-time further home. when back in Arizona. Yes. So when he quit the Honda dealer, yes, you remember, were home with the kids. Remember, I was at my parents because yeah. it was July, and right. my parents lived in the mountains of Arizona, which is always cooler than the valley. Yeah. And I was enjoying, you know, the eighty-five while Lee was down in the hundred and fifteen <laughs> with the babies. And he calls me and says, I'm not at the dealership anymore. And I'm yeah. like, Ugh, my life's about to change Got for, it. in a big way. Not just that we were going to become business owners, but, oh, wow, I'm going to be a helpmate in right. the business. And then how am I? And then there I am swinging between to be a working mom. Mm-hmm. And what a struggle that Two was. Two careers. What a struggle that was back then. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this whole power struggle between... I'm a mom. I'm a coworker. Well, I'm how a mom, hard I'm is it to raise kids? You must have been bored half the time, anyway, right? Oh, that's right. Because you know, once I once I got them off to school, Jeff, it really just was you about anything to do. You know, going to the gym and getting my nails done. <laughs> I mean, that's really all I. That's did. what my wife did. That's right. God, I hope she's not listening. <laughs> Me too, because <laughs> she's about ready to. Yeah, you yeah. know, when you get home tonight. But anyhow, it was that power struggle between: Am I a mom? Am I a coworker? And how can I be good at both? Mm -hmm. And that was, and how can I find my voice in either way? You know, how can I find my voice in a man's world at the shop? And how can I be, you know, the cookie baking woman as a, as a mom? Mm -hmm. So what a, you know, and a lot of women at that time, we were just coming into that, you know, a lot of women were coming into the workforce and there was the whole, you know, Oprah shows about, are you a mom? Are you a worker? You know, the career woman. And boy, it was very confusing. And so there I was. I wanted to be great at both. I wanted 100%. I, you know, is there a way to give 200% underneath each yeah. world, you know? Yeah. So that's the power struggle I was in. I was, you know, in that pendulum uh, back and forth. But that was hard. It was hard. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit. I mean, Lee and I are both very strong personalities, as anybody who knows us as a couple, uh, you know, in the working world together, knows that there's a struggle on the daily about how we're going to work through conflict. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning, one of our, our one of my major conflicts was, you know, how in the middle of a chaotic day at two o'clock when I'm supposed to be in, you know, as the room mother, I'm changing my hat to the room mother. How am I going to tell my husband, oh, hey, by the way, babe, you get to now answer the phones and greet the customers and order the parts. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to peace out and go over here and take my baked cookies and be the room mom. Right. And um, that was a conflict. And we struggled with that for a long while because Leah was like, hey, 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 I need you. And my heart was saying, but my kids, you know, I, I started out as the full-time mom, you know. So I just really had that um, finding my sea legs in, a, in both of those worlds. And of course, as my kids got older, they needed me less in the rooms. And then when they get to junior high, they don't want you to be on campus at all. So it was like, okay, gravy. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of years. Drop me off that. two blocks away. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And so, you know, there was quite a few years there where I was finding, you know, that I was having some struggle and Lee and I were having some conflict. And how we really came to know that the family is first and foremost the most important thing. And if that went south everything else wasn't going to work 
you know, we could make as much money as you can dream of, but if your family's falling apart, you know, it's just, it's a struggle that a lot of couples are in. And frankly, whether you're, don't have a business together, it's a struggle. But when you have a business that's counting on you, and then of course now we are acquiring employees, and so their families are counting on us. Mm -hmm. And that is something that will keep you up at night if you really think about it, because they're they're making purchases, they're buying houses and cars and building a lifestyle. So now it's not just Lee and I and our children, but it's those families who we now are responsible for. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. In listening to your story, and I'm I'm thinking of myself when I'm on the phone with a client mm-hmm. and we're coaching. Yeah. And I'll hear a similar story, you know. But what I hear is not the positive that I'm hearing from you, the struggle and how we worked it out. What I hear is, well, you know, I, I got to be home with the kids and I need to do this and I need to do that. And so it becomes, I hate to use the word, but it becomes an excuse why I can ignore the business as opposed to an understanding that this is a challenge I have to work out. And in listening to your story, it sounds to me like you were never thinking, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you were never thinking, wow, screw it, I, I gotta go to, to be with the kids. What you were thinking is, boy, this sucks, I gotta go be with the kids. And, and that, that thought process, even though it created challenges with you and your husband, eventually helped you get to some sort of solution. Is that fair to say or no? Yes, although I picked up on something that you said. It doesn't suck that I have to go be with the kids because I want... I well, love it sucks that you're leaving the business is what it I It just, meant. the yeah, situation yeah. sucked. Yeah, okay. exactly. The situation that I was in now is the Stuck. pickle. You didn't pick it's this. It's the pickle. Right. Okay, so it didn't, I, you know, I never thought in a million years that I would ever be in that, that struggle, to be mm. honest. Because Lee and I made a vow when we, you know, when we took our vows that I, you know, we wanted a successful family. I had a large family and Lee comes from a large family and, you know, we all are raised differently. And when you come together and you make a marriage, then you have your opportunity to build your family. And I think in Lee, you know, spending so much time because I had the five brothers and my dad was a real man's man. He was the military, you know, guns, fishing hunting, boating. I mean, Lee was Lee hit the jackpot. Right. <laughs> I think I was the side dish. <laughs> to be honest, you know, wow, he funny. saw very stable, right. very active, very outdoors. I mean, Lee's a man's man. He likes to do all that stuff and his family didn't necessarily do that. So, because we had this um, thing that we wanted the successful family. We wanted to build a unit and we wanted it to be strong and we thought of it on the daily to keep it, how are we gonna keep it strong? So that was kind of where we were at. We, Mm -hmm. I didn't ever discount the importance of being with Lee and helping him because it was his dream that I sort of interrupted. I mean, Mm -hmm. not interrupted, but infiltrated. I came in on his dream Mm -hmm. and it became our dream that's really great. how it went. That's great. Yeah. Because I, I wonder how often that doesn't happen, where there could be resentment. Well, there could very well have been. It could have swung that way. Mm-hmm. And not to mention that there's been days when it has been that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm being honest. Uh, you know, I'm being, you know, 100% honest in uh, the fact that and I would be, I would be, it would be 
absurd to think that listeners won't think, oh, Kelly, there's just been a day when you've just said, you know what, this is just all BS. It's been wonderful every day, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, every day of my married life with Lee has been blissful and harmony. <laughs> and if you believe that, I got a lot of other lies I can tell you. <laughs> so maybe you can share with us one of those challenges. You have one in mind that maybe you could say, hey, look, this is a big one and we worked it out? Well, the, fam- the family issue was the biggest one because okay. we had um, donated and and mentally and verbally made a lot of um, promises to each other that no matter what happened, our family was the most important. And so there was a lot of struggles along the way, but we never lost sight of that, which I think was, I mean, key. Mm-hmm. And our kids are, you know, grown, and it's they're, they have reached adulthood, and they are adulting, and it's, <laughs> you know, awesome to see. You know, three weeks ago we married our daughter, and our son was married, you know, several years ago and has given us three beautiful grandchildren. Wow. You know, and... No way. You can't be a grandma. I am. Three uh, times. Oh, wow. I have three beautiful grandbabies. And so now the funny thing is, is that it's come full circle because Nana, now it's Nana date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now I'm leaving Lee For in the middle reasons, of the chaos. Right? It's, it's always the kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says yeah. to him. He's like, gosh, darn it. No. Yeah. <laughs> He knows that Nana date for me is really important, Mm -hmm. you know, and to support my children in, you know, in their adulthood. You never stop supporting them no matter how old your children are. And the kids didn't come in the business, none of them? You know, funny you ask that because we have a son and he has his dream and he's going after it. And what is his dream? He is a finance analyst for J.P. Morgan for now. I don't know that where his career will go, but that's he uh, graduated college with a finance degree, mm-hmm. and um, I'm proud to say that both of our children have their degrees now. That's great. Yeah, and um, so he's a financial analyst for J.P. Morgan, awesome. and um, thankfully, because if we ever you know have a big old honk and stockpile of money, he'll know <laughs> <laughs> he'll know what to do with it. Uh, you know, we are we are still in the hunt. Lee and I really still do like going to work. Mm-hmm. We love our customers. Um, they they love us back by giving us great reviews, and we're still on the grow. I mean, I never not I never want to stop growing. If we you know, so we have our son, and he's not really interested in being in the shop, but we do have our uh, employee who will be on his twentieth anniversary with us in February. He just had his birthday. He was the son of our very first mechanic we ever hired, and uh, Eric is the first em- employee we hired was Eric, and he's no longer with us. He passed several years ago, mm-hmm. and Eric is basically our our surrogate son. We think of him and and love him, you know. Like I didn't birth him, but I love right. him. You know, he's in our family. You know, and he's your he's your exit strategy. He's our exit strategy. He says, "I'm a mechanic's son. I uh, have sons." And, you know, who knows what their dreams will be, but, you know, this is, this, Lee and I are building a legacy, and uh, we feel like Eric Wayne is a very good candidate. So it sounds like you guys have it together here. So, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure you're laughing because you're like, yeah, you think I got it together, but, yeah. but, you know, we, you know, Lee's story, and one day, I'll, hopefully I'm lucky enough to get him on here, too. I do, but, too. And I don't want to take your time and rob it with Lee but you know his story isn't that 
dissimilar from most stories, whereas, you know, I grew up as a mechanic and I decided I could do it better, so I opened a shop. And even though there's a different, you know, way we got there, that's how we did it. Yes. And, you know, you're telling me this was roughly 19, so say 2000, just to do easy math, 17, 18 years. You know, you've come a long way in 18 years to go from being a mechanic to, I have an exit strategy and we still love what we're doing and we're we're, we're still in it every day and, and yeah. we're not leaving tomorrow, but we're, we're planning that exit strategy. Yes. There, there's a big lesson in there. Can you embellish on that a little bit? I wonder. Well, I, you know, Eric wasn't hired as our exit strategy, obviously, because he's been there 20 years. But he came to us because Eric, his dad, said, you know, my son's starting to get into trouble. He wants to drop out of high school. And this is a really great story, so I'm glad you asked me to share it. He dropped out of high school, was hanging around the local hoodlums, and his dad was worried about him. He says, is it okay if my kid comes down and, you know, pushes the broom and I can keep my eye on him while I'm working on cars? And Lee and I were like, sure, you know, that's one several bays more I don't have to sweep and lots of uh, trash cans I don't have to take out. And I'm thinking, woo, I hit the jackpot. I got to ask, how old was he then? He wasn't quite 16. Because I can remember he was eight years old. I had the same job, only back then we used gasoline to clean off the, the, oh, wow. the hoses and stuff. We'd never do that today. <laughs> no. That's how we please, did it back please then. Please don't, don't you know, do that. And the scraper on the floor yeah, with yeah. all the oil that's oh, been yes. built up and everything else. Yes. And my grandfather gave me $5 a, a day. Wow. That, and, and he bought me lunch, and boy, could I eat. Oh, and he bought lunch. me anything I wanted, right? <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm sure you paid him. I'm, I yes. imagine it was more than that, but... I, Not much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so <laughs> I, I can I can yes. relate, no question. And so he started with us as the, um, you know, the lot guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ran parts and then started taking our customers, you know, home. And uh, there was a shop uh, opening. Uh, you know, we'd grown the business to where we needed more than just Lee selling service. Because by now we have mechanics and Lee selling service. Now we need somebody to help him sell service. So mm-hmm. we've grown to that. And he came in and he starts selling service and taking classes to learn how to do that properly and to keep our labor, you know, parts margins correct so we could make money, so we could afford him. And uh, he only knows... Were you with ATI then? I'm curious. Yep. When did you join? Oh, gosh. Now you put me on the spot. I don't know. Forever it's been a, it's been a long year. It's been a long time. <laughs> uh, ago, I would say sure. 12 years ago or so. And he he was already in that position, or you were with ATI before he got that position? I'm curious. He was, let's see, he was probably selling service when we joined ATI because he came to service advisor class fairly quickly after we started. Lee and I came to owner's class, <clears throat> and then Lee and Eric went to service advisor school together, which was interesting because then I got to sell service. Right. That right. was a trip. I bet. I bet. Judy Haglin, many of you know in the audience, but um, she said, well, if I can sell service, you can sell service. And it's always been kind of a a friendly competition between the two of us because we've known each other so long. Mm -hmm. Uh, We met them in the first day. So did Eric ever become a mechanic or has he always been a salesman? I missed that. He's always been a a A sales sales guy. Okay. He went from lot guy to sales guy. So your, your exit strategy is not a mechanic. Uh, he has mechanical skills, obviously. But that's not his background, really. He only knows that. He only knows what our style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he we we have groomed him and and loved him and and we're excited about building a business that we can pass along 
and um, see where he takes it. You know, I bet there is a lot of people listening that have someone in their store that they have a similar story with. Yeah. Not so much that it's become an exit strategy, although maybe they're listening and thinking now that maybe might it should be a good be, idea. Right? Yeah. Um, but that you know someone came in doing something you know just to have a job and you know sweep the floor and be somewhere and not get in trouble, just like yeah. you said. Yeah. And all of and a sudden, be loyal and be yep. a hard worker and all the things that encompass that those skills you have to have to put him in the front counter because now he's the face of the business uh-huh. you know and you know what better way to create loyalty to create trust to to groom them the way you want I mean there, there's so many benefits to this and while most of us I think if it happened to us happened by accident mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there's a lesson in here for us to learn about how to not wait for it to happen by accident, but actually intentionally keep your eyes go after open. that. Yeah, keep your eyes open. Mm-hmm. Because I know that, you know, we can't all work forever. Even though we love what we do. We... Wait a minute. I have an 18-year-old brain. <laughs> and it will always be 18. As far as I'm concerned, I'm always going to be able at to do what I can do at 18. time, I think your wife is hoping <laughs> you spend some time with her, too. <laughs> my, I'm, I'm going to be 49 in a few days. Yeah. And my kids keep telling me, Dad, you know, this could be your last birthday. You know, oh, wow. We, we need to make this a big one because I don't think you're going to make it to 50. You know? <laughs> so, and we're, I all, keep, we're all on borrowed time, Jeff. I mean, to a 13-year-old, <laughs> I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember thinking, I wonder what I'm going to look like when I'm 40. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here I am, you know, 56. Way I'm still kicking. That, right, right. <laughs> still kicking. And, you know, still, still excited. Still happy to be going to work most days. Still thrilled that I'm with working side by side with my husband and that we're building something mm-hmm. that's what we do we and build he, we build stuff he's in a 20 group you're in a 20 group yes. you know how does that impact I'm just curious you oh know, my how, gosh. what has that done for you i mean that, you talked about finding your voice i mean did that help in any where, way that's i was just going to say that's where i found my voice that's helping me find my voice because we're i'm still i'm still developing i'm still a, i'm still being developed right. you know and Everyone should have a group of women of like-mindedness. Everyone should have a group of women? Everyone. I, Every woman. Boy, I'm going to go well, home and tell my wife that. Hold the phone. No, every woman should have a group of like-minded women. Got it. That build you up and love you unconditionally. That's what that group does. Literally. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting teary. <laughs> That's great. That just shows how connected you are to this group and how much it means to you. You know, you just had your meeting, what, a couple days ago, your last meeting? Yeah, we just finished. You know, tell me how, I mean, I think you said to me earlier you've had some uh, struggles with some staff recently. Yes. And you really needed to sit down with your girls, so to speak, and and talk. How how has that inspired you? How has that helped you? Well, I text um, one of the other gals in our group. I said, there's a thousand reasons why I shouldn't come from Arizona to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. My husband's solo in the office. We're understaffed. I mean, just let me list the ways, you know, a thousand reasons why. But for a million reasons, I needed to be here with them. I really just needed their, I needed another mm-hmm. lift. And you up. talk to them and communicate yeah. with them all yes. the time, right? Yes. But you would not want to be here. Well, there's right nothing now. like the face-to-face. And they're from all over the country, right? Yeah, they yeah. come from... Seattle, 
you know, the East Coast, the West Coast, in between, and we couldn't be a more diverse group of women, but we're like-minded because we have the automotive, you know, mm-hmm. and we have had this conversation, like, it wasn't my dream, but I'm happy to be there. It, was my, it wasn't my dream, and I'm kind of bitter about being there. So we have discussed, you know, some of that, and it always feels good not to be the only guy in the boat, you right. know. Right. Being a lone man in the boat is not a good, that's a lonely, that's an ugly place to be. And that group of women really helped me uh, so have you, rejuvenate. I mean, we talked earlier about how, you know, you were really just on the coattails of, of Lee's yeah. dream. Yeah, absolutely. How is it your dream now? What, what have you done to, to make it yours? Well, because of my involvement and the, the time frame, like, you know, because I was sort of in and out when I was with the kids and, and with Lee, you know, back and forth. When I was in the shop full time, um, I saw that I didn't know a lot of the intricate parts that make the business work, mm-hmm. like the parts and labor matrix, like, you know, how many hours do we need to, what's the end game? What's right. our win number? What's, you know, how many what each guy has to produce to make it be that we can afford to go on vacation. Because mm-hmm. as hard as Lee and I like to work, we like to play even harder. <laughs> as it should be. And this, li- <laughs> and this life, and one of the main, there's two takeaways we'll get to, but anyway, so I realized there was a lot I didn't know. And the group of women that meet know, some of them are, some of them are mentoring and some of them are being mentored. And everywhere in between. And so anything I want to know, I can find someone in that group that knows. And also in the women that go to the mastermind group with Lee. I have called them on a, you know, on over the years. Hey, you know, I need some help budgeting. Hey, you know, I mean, I need some help this or I need some help that. Or how can I step away from this? You know, if I'm having a conflict with Lee and I don't really quite know how to work it through you know in the heat of the moment you say things that you can't take back and that's always an ugly place to be so maybe I step back and I call some of my support system I see this as a my support system we all have a support system I mean people should have a support system that's what I should say 100% yes and wherever you get that support system from if it's a church group or a like-minded business group or you know Chamber of Commerce, I don't know where you find your, you know, girlfriends and meet at the park. I don't, you know, your, your walk, your walk, your AA, <laughs> you know, wherever you meet your group. Well, you know, yep. I think that's a good lesson for everyone. I mean, we're talking about specifically how it's impacted you as a woman, but there's no reason why the men shouldn't have a similar group, too. I agree 100%. Yes. You've got to have support. Yes. And to share those horror stories, as we're doing now, and, and the relating, I'm sure a lot of people are relating to what you're talking about. Boy, if you could have that on a regular basis, I, I, that's so powerful. Yes. And the two of you are in different 20 groups, which yes, is we're in somewhat rare. I mean, that doesn't happen too often. That's really, that shows a lot about how passionate you both are about well, your industry and your We're business. committed 100%. I mean, Lee and I go to the mastermind together, and then he's not invited to the leading ladies group. Or he would be here with me, too. But, um, you know, I come he to He could Lee. dress appropriately. That work. <laughs> 
62280 to dress. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I would be there with a camera for sure. <laughs> yeah. But the two the, there's a couple takeaways and and why Lee and I built a business together and what advantages that has let for you know how we have grown and and how it's impacted our life. And Lee and I, both of our children were very involved in sports. And we could be at their stuff together. Wow. That's the power in working together and, and being a team. You know, tennis tournaments, we were the traveling people. We would go for the volleyball, you know, Florida, from Arizona to Florida, and Lee and, Lee and I would go. You know, when, our, when I look back and say, what... Why, what made this all worth it? I say, Lee and I were together at the kids' sporting events. Mm-hmm. Or the kids, I mean, if they were in music, we would have been there. Whatever they were involved in, Lee and I were together. It wasn't like, you know, I would go and tell Lee about it. Right. Lee could come and see it for himself, which was powerful. You know, I, I got to say, that is amazing because, you know, my wife and I don't work together. And... It's very often we can't do that. And it, it isn't work so much as, you know, we have four kids. So what we end up having you have is... You to sort of yeah, divide Yeah, they're, they're both doing different things so at the same time. <laughs> so we have to divide and conquer. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many things we miss. And yes. boy, how awesome it is that you guys didn't miss that. That's incredible. It's it's powerful. When I when I think back on that, it, it, that's another thing that makes me very emotional. Is that we our kids can say, my mom and dad were there. Mm-hmm. All the other stuff, all the conflict, all the right. craziness that happens in a day-to-day basis at any business makes it worthwhile that we were supportive to And would business. you say the reason that is is because, was it Eric we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier? Eric was at the shop. He was able to he was do able what to he needed business. to. Yeah, it wasn't like our business came to a halt. Right, right. You didn't close to do this. We didn't close you, to do this. You had a backup plan. It was, you, it was set up. It was done. Kudos yeah. to Eric, yeah. you know. Amazing. Yeah. So you said you had some takeaways you wanted to share with us. Yeah, that was our one takeaway. That was the first one, okay. And the fact that we were able to travel. Lee and I have a passion for traveling. And we built a business that afforded us some beautiful travel. And we took our kids with us. Mm. That's, you know, there's a theme here. Our our thing that gets us going is family. And we treat it, I feel like... I hope this is I, I hope this is how our customers feel, is that they are our family. You know, we Lee and I go to work excited to see who's gonna come through the door. It's kinda like uh, who's gonna show up for dinner, you know? Right. right. It's great. And right. it's cheesy on our front canopy. We have a canopy over our door and it says friends serving friends and it's cheesy. Why why does that sound cheesy? As cheesy as that is, that's how we feel. That's not cheesy, that's we, awesome. <laughs> we started with friends, we we think of them as friends. And sometimes, you know, you just love those people like family. Well, you know what would make it cheesy is if you said that but didn't believe it. It wasn't authentic. Yeah, but yeah, that's clearly our, you believe it. That's our that's authentic. Yeah, and yeah. it it shows, I'm sure, every day. <laughs> so they feel okay. like right. It's like going into Cheers, right? <laughs> Everybody knows, knows your name, right? <laughs> and it's kind of the same. You know, you it's not different when you come into our shop. It's you know, Lee still hugging the yeah. women. And kissing the babies, and literally, 
He, I bet he hugs everybody. He hugs everybody. Yeah. And he hugs the men, too. And yeah. sometimes they're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> you're in my personal right. space. And Lee doesn't care. No. He just loves people. And he, you know, he just, he started out in IT. Really? Can you I didn't imagine know that. Lee in IT in a little cubicle? He doesn't <laughs> strike me as that kind of he guy. He started out in IT. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. How many that, years was he? Well, in because in, in that time, day and time, and in 1985, everybody was going to school for information systems was what yeah. they called it back yeah. then. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's come a long way. But well, that's Lee, probably served him well. Lee did, yes. He doesn't know how to type. But <laughs> well, who does? <laughs> anyway. We got this. Oh, right? yeah. I said our... Oh, you need thumbs these we days. Had, <laughs> we had the same uh, typing teacher. I said, Mrs. Ng would be like rolling over if <laughs> she saw you handpicking them. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's pathetic, really. But it's... Um, you know, it's Lee. He mm-hmm. loves people, and he thrives in a group of people, and he's in the perfect business for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm right there, side by side. Brian's his two loves, right? Cars and <laughs> yeah. people. Cars Actually, and three. People. Cars, people, and you. And me. <laughs> <laughs> on some days. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. There's been lots of days that both Lee and I have looked at each other and gone, oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, but um, we love each other. And we're, we're good for each other. We're a good team. We've built a, a business that we can be proud of. And you should be proud of. And I know your coach is proud of it. Yeah. And I know everyone here at ATI is proud of what you guys have done. And, you know, there isn't a day that goes by that I that Lee isn't around. I'm like, I got to go see yeah. Lee or, you know, wherever we are. I hope Lee's there. You know, uh, you yeah. too. But, yeah. you know, Lee no, seems to get really. out a little bit more, you know. Uh. So this was wonderful, Kelly. Uh, you know, we're, we're out of time, but I, I wanted to, you know, you have anything you want to say before we say goodbye? or I no? just want to thank you for having me. Well, it's been a pleasure. This was awesome. I say that every time. But yeah. It's more <laughs> yeah. awesome. <laughs> I'm going to believe it for a second. Thanks, Kelly. Oh, Appreciate thank it. You. Okay, everyone. Sharpen your pencils. It's time for reflection. What a powerful story Kelly shared with us today. She found herself sucked into her spouse's dream. While excited for the challenge, it was not her dream, it was his. She always wanted to be an exceptional mom and an exceptional spouse. Now she had to figure out how to also be an exceptional business partner. Was there enough of her to go around? How many of you had found yourself struggling in the same way? And which side of the struggle were you on? Are we able to prioritize things the way they did? Kelly and her husband were able to communicate and prioritize what they agreed was the most important. And for them, family was always going to be first. How do we work within these challenges and not make excuses? That's a tough question for most of us to ask. It wasn't hard for Kelly and Lee. Kelly had a lot of skills from a previous life when she worked as a lands- in a landscape company. She was able to bring those skills into her new world, into her husband's dream. And as a result, she was able to help forge his dream into hers. Because family was a priority, they both made sure they were able to be at all the kids' activities. Traveling was also very important to them, and they were able to do both together. In order for that to happen, though, they had to find a path. And for them, 
That path was Eric. It's hard enough to be in business, and certainly it's hard to be a family. Putting them both together can make it 10 times more difficult. I think one of the biggest lessons I learned from Kelly was it doesn't have to be. She and Lee figured out early on what they wanted and never lost sight of what that was. Love what you do, no matter what that is. What's your exit strategy? Do you know? Have you ever even thought about it? You know, Eric certainly is their exit strategy. But I think that happened by accident. The lesson for me here is not to allow that to happen by accident. Make it intentional. Look around your shop. Who might be that next person that's second in line or even third in line? Who do you know? And who are we going to find and grow? The best team you'll ever assemble will be a team of people that you grew from the very beginning. The last thing I want to leave you with today is a simple question. Who inspires you? Where do you go for inspiration? For Kelly, it's her 20 group of like-minded, strong, successful women. Everyone needs a support system like this. Do you have one? You have been listening to Driving Change from ATI. If you liked what you've heard today and feel you have something compelling to share with your fellow shop owners, we're waiting to hear from you. You can contact me, Jeff Berman, by emailing podcast at autotraining.net. Let me know what it is you can't wait to share and how I can reach you. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you're notified when the next podcast is available. If you're unfamiliar with ATI and you want to learn more, you can check us out online at autotraining.net. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.